News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Former financial officer Breda O'Keefe should pay back the €450,000 golden handshake exit payment from RTE. That's according to the chair of the Dáil's public spending watchdog, Brian Stanley, and he joins us now. Brian, um, explain why you think uh, that, that, that Breda O'Keefe should pay this money back. Good morning. Uh, well, I think that if you look at it, look at what's, what's happened here, there was no uh, procedure followed. There was no provision for this. Uh, it wasn't part of any normal exit package in RTE. It was a shoddy deal and an arrangement between two people and the only other person aware of it was Miss Miss um, Imre Cusick, the director of HR, who signed off on it. Uh, and morally, there is there was no basis for accepting it. I think the important thing to remember here is, is that, just for your listeners' information, is that this wasn't a redundancy. What this was, this was a person leaving a job as chief financial officer, as she stepped out, another person stepped in straight into her shoes to fill that position. So it wasn't imposed. And just for that, people that listening, Brian, to qualify as a redundancy payment, the ro- because people don't necessarily know the, the nuts and bolts, is the role had to be extinguished. Isn't that, isn't that the key point? Yes. People are let go from companies when you have a situation that arises where there's no work for the position that they, in the position that they fill now. It might be an electrician. It might be a senior executive. It might be um, a makeup artist, whatever. It could be anything. Uh, but the point is that here we had a situation where the post wasn't extinguished. It wasn't part. We do know that workers in RTE uh, were treated completely different. The ordinary workers, I heard the union representative on this morning speaking about this at RTE, uh, about the about the differential in the way they were being treated. And indeed, there's another round of those workers now, unfortunately, facing redundancy. Uh, in the next round of redundancy, uh, the next round of redundancies at the station. But here you have a situation where people at the very, very top, three people at the very top, two people who arranged this and who uh, signed off on by the uh, uh, by the head of HR, somebody else that's in a, in an executive management management position and part of that team, uh, you know, totally unawares to the ordinary workers in RT. Uh, morally, there was uh, it should be handed back. There was no basis for it within the procedures. It was completely wrong. We knew that this figure was in excess of 400,000 before Which yesterday. It's extraordinary. I, I mean, like it's an eye-watering sum of money to most people. I, I don't want to just, you know, be kind of showboating about it this morning on the show. But this is an extraordinary amount of money given for largely, it looks like, no reason whatsoever. Well, I have, I have described this from the beginning uh, back last year as goodbye money. And the Public Accounts Committee... Uh, have been trying to elicit information on this and trying to drill into this. Right throughout last year, the Public Accounts Committee uh, have been, members have been raising this. And what's unfortunate about all of this, Kira, is that this information should have been given right at the yeah. beginning. You know, we shouldn't be eight months into this process. We have a report to complete. RTE needs to be turned around and faced, facing for the future. We have a new Chief Executive there now, new Director General, Kevin Backhurst. He has made some welcome changes and welcome reforms uh, but are you frustrated, Brian? Because Kevin Backhurst obviously appe- appeared before you yesterday and he is the one who told you it was €450,000. But initially he didn't want to tell you and he resisted telling you several times that there was legal reasons not to and eventually did comply and tell you. Are, are you frustrated with the fact that it does appear to be like getting blood from a, a stone at times to get information from RTE, despite the fact that we're now supposed to believe this is an, a new dawn out there in a new era? 
Well, there is an element of drip feed to it. Kevin Backhorst may feel legally uh, under a bit of pressure because he is the Director General and the book stops uh, with him and he obviously will be cautious. I can understand that, but I think at this stage it's better that it's put, it's all put out there. And I would I would call an RT this morning as well that there's a number of other senior executives that are gone. What exit packages did they get? Yeah. Particularly, Rory, particularly Rory Coveney uh, that it, that overseeing the, the, the tie show debacle. What, what exit package did he got? Because I tell you why this is important, Kira. He actually went after the controversy came into the open last year. Uh, he it's not that he went before that period, two, three, four years ago. He actually went as all of this was opening up in the public view. But it's unfortunate that the media committee yesterday and the committee, the high chair, the Dáil Public Accounts Committee, which oversees the financial the financial management of companies and bodies that are that are funded from the public, it's unfortunate that we have to. Uh, draw this out over a period yeah. of months and try and try and pull this information out of them. Brian, I, I heard Fergus Finley talking about this yesterday and, and the hard shoulder and I have to say, I, I thought he made a very good point because he was saying we're talking about, you know, what, what's, what is good corporate governments and he said, stop talking about good corporate governments. We're not talking about best in class. He said, in order to you, there appears to have been a lack of the most basic corporate government governance. You had things like the toy show, huge expenditure signed off because um, the Board of Governors said, well, it, it appeared to be, these are these are people who are supposed to be running the this, this ship. It appeared to be well, a fait accompli. Why didn't they ask? And now you have Emer Cusack, who, who is the Human Resource Director, you know, signing off on things because she was told to do it by D Forbes. Where is the accountability of people standing over their own professionalism here? Where 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 well, are, are, are we at in terms of basic governance? Is, is that not a question for RTE? There's, there, there's two things I would say to you about that, Kira. One is, is that uh, Ms. Emer Cusack, um, she wasn't a junior clerk being instructed by somebody at, at the very top of the organisation just to do something uh, because I'm telling you, you know, she was a member, she's she's a member of the management team. She's head of HR. Uh, that's a position that carries carries huge yeah. responsibility. Absolutely, I presume she's a highly qualified person. She should have, as a member of the management team, she wasn't. If the other members of the management team weren't aware of it, she would have known that. Uh, no, but no, I, you, I I fully take your point. But but can I ask you one last question? Do we need some kind of compelability at this stage? Because it is a bit like you know having Hamlet without the prince. We we have no well, D Forbes. We have no Simon Coe. Like people are are, are you know uh, uh, Moya Doherty wasn't there this week. Like like there are key players who have information that the public deserves. That the public is entitled to know at this point. Uh, and. They just, from time to time, it would appear, choose not to go or, or uh, by the way, I, I said Simon Coveney there. My apologies. I meant, of course, Rory Coveney. Um, Simon Coveney has nothing to do with this. But but key players who aren't there and, and we're trying to sift through information without the people that have the information. Do we need to be able to compel people to turn up to Rockdust committees? We do. And we have the power to do that. It's a legal process. And that's something we enter into legally or lightly, I should say. Uh, that's something that the Public Accounts Committee we have taken we've taken a lot of legal advice on this, okay. and we're 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 prepared to go down that route if necessary. Uh, you're correct, Miss D Forbes is absent. Uh, she has sent in uh, medical information, uh, you know, through her solicitor into the Public Accounts Committee. Uh, we, as I say, we have taken legal advice on, on this. We haven't ruled out this, and certainly from my point of view, that I wouldn't rule out at any point even after reports are concluded that she would be compelled before uh, to come before an Oireachtas committee and indeed Rory Coveney and other people where there's been okay. no show. It, it's, it's, it's a totally unacceptable situation yeah. because she's been mentioned at every every hearing, every Oireachtas hearing, every news report, nearly her name has come up over the last yeah. eight months. And at the very least, 
she may want to come out and defend her position here, but I think she has a responsibility to account for her actions as the head of RTE for a number for seven Absolutely. years. Absolutely. Look, I think many people would agree with you. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. That is the chair of uh, the Public Accounts Committee, Brian Stanley. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.